0: I'm once again playing World Traveler and recording this in Phoenix at one of my best friend's houses. I'm in town not just to visit, but to help with wedding planning and taking care of some projects that we have been working on together. Well, while I'm sitting here at the kitchen table, she's across the room in her office. We have been chatting about a wide variety of topics that most people would be curious how they even came up, from politics to gender identity to meditation, to dystopian novels, to show tunes, to Hallmark movies. Our topics of conversation range from the inane to the deeply philosophical. And one topic of discussion really sparked my interest and actually inspired this podcast. My dad spent a lot of time with me at a very young age, explaining pretty complex ideas such as the four temperaments and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I think he recognized that I seemed to need to understand why, to even move on from a once a why was provided, I accepted ideas and was able to get on with my day, but until then I just, my brain got stuck. Back to the present day, my friend and I are discussing Maslow's hierarchy of needs and discussing that we are in the age of Aquarius, and which coincides with the eighth stage in the eighth stage model of the hierarchy of needs. So I was inspired to look into the past and notice that our history seems to mirror the hierarchy. So is history just the ultimate hierarchy of needs? Welcome to Candidly Creative, a bi-weekly podcast from Creatively Caitlin that focuses on open, honest conversations. If you like what you're here, follow me on Instagram at creatively underscore Caitlin or head to my website www.caitlendorum.com. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs is a motivational theory that depicts human need. The idea is that the lower tiers or stages must be satisfied before the higher ones can be achieved. The lowest tiers are basic needs like food and water, rest, warmth, safety, security. Once satisfied, humans can then focus on relationships and reputation management. Once those are satisfied, the need for knowledge and understanding, appreciation of beauty and balance can be explored. Then self-actualization needs of fulfilling your personal potential and personal growth are recognized. And lastly, transcendence needs are actualized. These values transcend beyond oneself and can include mystical and spiritual experiences, Aesthetic experiences, sexual experiences, the pursuit of science, religion, faith, and more. As I was thinking about what each stage of the hierarchy is, I started thinking about how we seem to be hitting a period of transcendence as a culture, and then started looking at how our culture has appeared to be walking through this entire hierarchy for the past several decades. So, put on my little detective hat and started investigating how this related in the decades. So if you go back to the 1930s and 40s, this is when the Great Depression and World War II was going on. It was obviously a time where resources were scarce. People feared for their security. Americans were experiencing a great loss of their soldiers, of homes, jobs, food. It was a difficult time. These decades focused in on the first two tiers of the hierarchy. People's basic needs of food, shelter, warmth, safety, and security were just simply not being met because of the chaos going on around them. As we move into the 50s and 60s, America's finally recovering from the war, and our basic needs, for the most part, are being met. The 50s bring us the polio vaccine, an epic increase in the music industry, Disneyland debuts, and you know, a leave it to beaver style family focus comes into play. The next stage of hierarchy of needs is relationships and reputation, managing both friendship and love relationships. With a renewed focus of building up yourself and your family, restoring the security of the family unit and finding things that make you feel good about yourself, the 50s and 60s grew our stability and reinvigorated Americans. The 60s started on a big high with the golden age until the Vietnam War started. But people were still exploring their relationships with the Summer of Love and celebrating freedom and music at Woodstock. But love and celebration can only sustain the public for so long. As the war raged on, people grew restless, wanting better for their lives. They wanted peace. Since America felt more secure in their lives and not focused on the resources to stay alive, they now focused on their status, self-esteem, and confidence. It's all about respect and pride in yourself and your work. And because of that, the 70s were riddled with political activism, revolutionary thought, environmentalism, and change. Feminism hit back and demanded equality and respect. Even black culture truly rose during this time, with a massive increase in art and film, and a similar demand for identity and respect. And by the end of that decade, Americans had a strong awareness of their ever-expanding world. As the 80s hit, so did major socioeconomic change. International trade became increasingly unstable. The idea of China and Russia as these evil superpowers of the world becomes commonplace. But our needs for knowledge and understanding, finding meaning, took charge. This spawned the creation of the internet, the rise of Apple, the creation of at-home game consoles, the massive increase in technology that existed, and all of the exciting things the 80s brought to us. Then came the 90s, and now I can actually talk about things that I remember. These are the years of my formative growth, a period of time that, according to the hierarchy, our needs should be focused on the aesthetic needs, or the needs to express oneself in pleasing ways. The 90s was a period of relative peace. The internet came into people's homes, allowing them to connect and find new paths of expression with the click of a button. Multiculturalism, alternative media and expanding the idea of what america is was really a main focus of the 90s we continue to try to recreate that peace and enjoyment that came from the 90s it felt like a simple honest beautiful place we had riot girls Goths, grunge alternative music rock pop rap new age all of these new boxes started to emerge and the tiny boxes that we tried to conform everyone into began to multiply People found their identity in music and art and every way they could. And as the 90s ended, we approached the 2000s with a fear of destruction. Y2K was in everyone's mind. All computers were supposed to just stop working. The stock market was supposed to crash. The uncertainty was palpable. But as the New Year came and went, we saw that the fear was for naught. But it seems that the fear and uncertainty of that future took hold of us. China emerged as the economic giant that we know it is today, despite our major fear that America would lose its stronghold. The war on terror began after the tragic events of 9 11, and climate change became a focus on what we need to do to slow the change and, and protect our world. We found ourselves just inundated with fear. There was thankfully huge growth as well, both economically speaking and in technology. Social media sites emerged and became powerhouses. From MySpace, to Facebook, to Twitter, people sought out new experiences, new connections, finding ways to share their talents, and feel personally fulfilled. That was until the Great Recession hit in 2007. The fallout of the recession led the 2010s' realization that America had some serious problems. There is a major economic disparity and bitter political divide. Mass shootings have become the norm. Americans are no longer surprised when a mass shooting happens. Yeah, it's sad, it's tragic, it's a shame. Thoughts and prayers and all of that, but it's not a surprise anymore. Around the world, change was happening too. Brexit was going on, a massive increase in massively destructive storms, a refugee crisis in many countries, and major social activism. And despite killing the leader of Al Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, the war on terror was far from done. Al Qaeda might have been weaker, but now we had to deal with ISIS. The hopeful 90s kids were now jaded adults. We still work towards finding the best experiences and cared less about materials. You know, insert, millennials are killing retail and diamonds and the oil industry and the beer industry and vacations and marriage and lunch and pretty much all of America. Our values have definitely shifted, but the new generation is ready to take on the world. These Gen Zers are more radically active and ethnically diverse. Their values more closely align with that of the eighth tier of the hierarchy. Maslow's eighth stage in the hierarchy of needs is transcendence. It's an interesting concept. The idea of transcendence is that you are living the highest, most inclusive, most holistic level of consciousness relating to other beings and energies from other humans to even as big as the cosmos. It is transcending past time, past culture, past the past, past ego, selfishness, pain, evil, past the us versus them polarity, and and so much more. There are no human limits, no shortcomings. Everyone and everything is valued for its uniqueness. When you look at 2020 to the present, it's hard to think of anything besides COVID-19. We've been going through the pandemic for over a year now, but despite the world being essentially shut down, we are at a pivotal point in human history. The obvious focus is on the overall human needs. Black Lives Matter movement, doing your part in this pandemic to ensure the safety of all, understanding the wide spectrum of gender and sexual identification. We want humans needs to be handled. It all seems to align. There's a crash, a large amount of growth, and then this amazing time of transcendence. 2020 to 2021 is entering the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius signals entering into a new era, a time where humans can find new ways to work together. However, the major focus is on finding truth. People are so eager for facts, they feel betrayed if misled by an article or an official. Aquarians, by nature, are extremely science-minded and expect to review the research before truly believing something, especially with medicine and technology. Aquarians are also free-spirited and drawn to unconventional relationships, which makes sense as we see a major strikeout against romantic conventions like monogamy and conventional cisgendered marriage. You might think of the 70s when you hear Age of Aquarius, but it's not this peace-loving paradise. With the current landscape, you are more likely to find both sides firmly digging their heels into their beliefs with heated arguments. If you're feeling a lot of, yup, that's happening, 1000% you're just like me. I see the comparisons hitting so hard in our era right now. And instead of this magical peaceful period, we are looking forward to a huge period of learning and growth. We will see how we can contribute to and or affect everything around us. It's the you know, movement towards a collective group instead of a me, me, me. And the more I look at it, the more I find these incredible connections between the hierarchy, our history, and the age of Aquarius. And whether we are in for a decade of growth and volatility followed by a serious crash, I can't tell you, but we do see history repeating itself time and time again. I wonder if we will see a period of transcendence for more than a decade, but only time will tell. So what do you think? Is history the ultimate hierarchy of needs, or is it all just coincidence and just a standard part of human evolution? If you like what you hear on this podcast, head over to my website, www.caitlinnorm.com and sign up for my creative circle. My creative circle gets notifications of new episodes of the podcast, new blogs, and information that I know you'll love. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay creative.